0: Welcome to the Exit Velocity Fantasy Baseball Podcast. My name is Brent, as always. I'm here with Jordan. How Fan are you this evening?
1: Fantastic. How are you, sir? Fantastic.
0: Good, good. It's a little rainy here, but it's in the 70s, so yeah, I can't complain.
1: It was raining here all day, and uh, precipitation subsided uh, later on around 5 o'clock.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah, so tonight we got a special show Show of a lifetime. We got a special guest. Andrew is with us. He is part of our fantasy baseball league. Uh, he's a 2016 sure champion. That, yes. How you doing? <laughs> How doing you doing well. this evening? I hope your
2: fans are not disappointed when you say the special guest. Like They're expecting like jo- uh, Joe Madden or Joe Buck or someone like that. But, but Or Jose Canseco <laughs> or someone. But I'm, I'm happy to be here. So hopefully there's not a letdown when they hear my name. But yeah, definitely happy to be here.
0: Yeah, we're glad to have you. Uh tell us a little bit about what you do, what teams you follow. Uh give give our listeners a little bit of Well I'm a so. Badger
2: fan, first and foremost. As I'm wearing a Badger sweatshirt, <laughs> it's a it's a rough time to be a Badger fan, but we'll bounce back. I know you like to hear about that. Um Packer fan, Twins fan, just all around baseball fan. Fantasy baseball comes first out of everything, as probably most of the listeners can relate to. So Yeah. Been been with the league since since it opened, maybe 2009, 2010, so the early days of GVC, um, and yeah, plan on staying here, so.
0: Yeah, and you uh, currently live in Denver, so you get to see the Rockies in, the, uh, in Coors Field as much yeah. as you want.
2: Yeah, uh, definitely attended a couple games. When I first moved up there last October, um, it took me a while to get to a game because I was kind of later in. That's when they were playing the Brewers later in the playoff series, did not catch that uh, mm-hmm. series, but um, right when they opened up in April, I caught a couple of games too. So I'm still hoping to go to opening day because opening day in Colorado is crazy. It's an all day, um, festival, but, but yeah, went to a couple of games and Jordan and I, when he went out there, I, uh, we attended a couple of games as well. So
0: nice, nice. Uh, yeah, I know last opening day, we all got together for the twins. That was fun. Cold, yeah. But fun. I
2: still wear the little sweater we got. What was it? A Vest. Yeah. So. <laughs>
0: The little Ford Ford sponsor guest. Yeah. But yeah, I also, I also
2: want to mention I'm a big fan of the podcast. I feel like I'm the 97 caller being able to be on the podcast too, so I appreciate it. So
0: Nice. Uh, yeah, so today what we are going to do is something very unique. Uh, we're going to talk about the World Series, of course, how these teams got there. We're also going to do a 12-player draft out of the two final teams from the Astros and the Nationals of who is the best players to get next year, but also the impact they will have in the World Series this year. So we'll just do rotate between the three of us. Uh, so It's unique. It's only two teams, but these teams yes. are loaded.
2: I figured there's probably like 14 or 15 players in this World Series that will be drafted within the sixth round of next year's draft, which is crazy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I know Jordan loves pitching and we're looking at probably some of the best pitching matchups of all time in the yes. World Series. I think
2: we're looking at probably two locked Hall of Famers in uh, Verlander and Scherzer and then borderline Hall of Famers in Strasburg if he can stay healthy and Cole if he can continue this run he's on. Um, so yeah, four potential Hall of Famers, which probably hasn't happened since 2001 Diamondbacks uh, Yankee Series. So it's mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, Looking forward to it. I don't know if it'll attract the, the general public interest, but from a baseball standpoint, I think, and especially a fantasy standpoint, I think it's it's uh it's gonna be a classic.
0: Yes. Oh yeah. Uh. So yeah. So we'll draft here our twelve guys. Uh. Jordan, you have the first pick of who you would like to draft from either of these teams for next year and what impact they'll have. Uh, I was year. The first
1: pick in our World Series draft uh, for next year's outcome.
2: I think we need a drum roll or something here.
0: It, w- <laughs> it, will, be,
1: it will be Garrett Cole. Uh, based on his yes. Cy Young type season, a career year that uh, will be hard to replicate again in the future. But with his overall performance this season, ranking number two in overall in fantasy baseball and his lights out performances, uh, continuing in the playoffs this season that is why I am picking the game one starter first overall in this draft
0: nice I know he's your guy and I know me and you've talked about where he could end up next year but oh my gosh he's been so good through the playoffs Can dude, I also crazy. mention
2: that I kept Trevor Bauer over Garrett Cole so uh, I don't know if this. Uh, kind of omits me from any sort of opinion on this podcast or expertise, but that was a shameful uh, decision. So Gary Cole has been like costing me ever since I decided not to pick him so, or keep him.
0: Yeah. Trevor's Trevor story is not bad too. Trevor especially in yeah. Oh, Trevor Bauer. Oh yeah. That's oh.
2: Sleepover.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But yep. I Nightmares. also think that uh, Trevor Bauer going into this season was a Cy Young candidate. And just did not have it all season long, which is another reason why he got dealt to the Reds. But uh just not a fan of the guy overall. His character is somewhat questionable.
2: And uh yeah, I don't
0: know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, where did you have him on your list, Garrett Cole, uh, Andy? Where did you have I him I believe I
2: had him number four? Let me double check here. Okay. I had him four. Um okay. and I don't want to show my hand but I have them number one, the number one pitcher. So that, that kind of speaks for how I've got pitching over batting in this draft.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You and Jordan are like complete opposite. when it Where'd comes you have to them
2: fit us in your
1: draft?
0: I had them um, number, number two. two. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah. So with the second pick, Andrew, who do you got? Uh, with the
2: second overall pick, I'm going with Alex Bregman, which was my number one overall um, player off the board as well. Um, I think just from a ceiling standpoint, he probably has the highest ceiling in the draft outside of maybe someone again, I don't want to show my hand. Um, I think him or another player that's still on the board have the highest ceiling uh, potential too. So if we're just looking at the numbers last year, um, let me pull them up real fast. He had... 122 runs, 41 home runs, 112 RBIs. The five steals was a little surprising to me. I thought he would run a little bit more. But 296 average and a 1015 OPS too. So, um, again, huge ceiling, and I think he's just entering his prime. He may be in in it right now, but I think he still has a couple more years left of it. So I think it's a safe pick. If we're looking at position eligibility too, he covers – Um, third and short as well so especially
1: that lineup yeah with uh, being in the heart and so that Houston lineup that's loaded from top to bottom Mm -hmm. uh, he's definitely a fantasy asset basically a cornerstone for fantasy for several years to come
0: and I go ahead yeah I I believe he was top five in league in in the MLB in walks as well he had 119 walks so in leagues that have walks as a category, he's a great guy to have there as well. And 690 at-bats, he had 119 walks. Just the perspective, El Tuve had 548 at-bats with 41 yep. walks. So that's just crazy yeah. to think. It's either,
2: it's either going to be him or Trout for AL MVP too. Oh, the yeah. Astros are unique too, because I don't even think Bregman is probably the best hitter um, if we're looking at World Series impact on his team. Um, I would even go over mm. I mean, probably put El Tuve over him as far as the better hitter or more impact in the World Series. Um, but again, from a strictly from a fantasy standpoint, I think Bregman has the highest ceiling.
0: Yeah, I yeah, I agree there too. That's the thing with the Astros. They have so many Man. clutch hitters yeah. on their team.
1: They live for over and they thrive. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're a team that shows up and that's why they won in seventeen and that's probably why they are favorites to take it home
2: in the 19 mm-hmm. and speaking of 17 i was shocked when i found out who the or I, I forgot about this but who the mvp was for the world series in 2017 which kind of just speaks about their depth um on their team too but we'll get to that player later
0: all right sounds good and then i have the number three pick here i had uh like you had i had bregman at one jordan i had have him at okay so yeah we're all right there uh with the number three pick, I got Jordan's guy, Anthony Rendon. Uh, he had a monster year. He carried them in – has been carrying them on bat-wise in the playoffs along with Howie Kendrick. I, I love him. I think he's going to end up in New York Met. What do you guys think?
1: Yeah, as far as his I – I mean, not knowing where he's going to go next season, but being in the contract year like he was and performing like he did uh, with career-like numbers, I uh, loved it all season round, even though he was banged up, I think – uh, three or four weeks in the season, he still put up those type numbers. I do like him. I think he's turning 29 this season. Um, as far as reliability is concerned and consistency, he's i mean—he's a shoe-in for 90 runs scored, 28 home runs, and 90 to 100 RBIs, especially with that solid batting average. Uh, that's kind of what saved me. I really didn't have much consistency for hitting, but he was that consistent source that I did have. So, I like him there at three, but I did not have him third-ranked on my list.
0: Oh, where do you I have him? So. Okay.
2: And I had him, I had him too. You, I think he's, he's the safest pick out, out of all these guys. Um, Bregman, I think, has some injury history, a little health history. Um, and I also think I worry about Cole, depending on where he goes next year. I think Rendon will – Again, he's the Mr. Consistent. He'll do everything for you. So, Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I think Rendon, now that the Nationals are in the World Series, they're going to – That was going to be my
2: next question. Do you think he's more likely to stay if they win it this year?
0: Uh, I think he will, but my guess was always the Mets. If the Nationals didn't do what they're doing now, I always thought he would go to the Mets. But, I mean, now I think he probably will stay.
1: Yeah, I don't – I mean, if they bring home the hardware, I don't see him leaving – uh, just because he's been there since day one, drafted there in, I think, 05, 09, something like that. And I just think, I mean, it's his team now. Like, Harper's gone, and mm-hmm. he's now in the limelight, and uh, they have made
2: it to the World Series. So, But I also don't think he would leave yeah. if they lose in the World Series, too, because that would put a sour taste in, their mouth, or in his mouth, too, so he'd want to come back. So um, maybe he'll be a Nad in 20, 2020.
0: Yeah, yeah, we will see. All right, with the fourth overall pick, Juan who do you got, Soto, and
1: I think being at number four, that is basically right where he belongs. Um, I mean, there could be arguments that he could be a bit higher, but I think four is basically perfect for him, being uh, turning to be twenty-one this upcoming season, uh, with his numbers mm-hmm. of one hundred ten runs scored, thirty-four homers, one hundred ten RBIs, and twelve steals. 282 average at nine nine forty nine OPS. I think he can even steal more bags and hit more home runs. And with five hundred forty two batting uh, at bats this season, he remained healthy. I mean, basically all season long, a bit banged up here and there, but for the most part, he was healthy. I like him. I mean, I I mean he's so young, so I think there's a bright bright future there, and he's an on base machine. So I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I really think that he's the
2: bright future of the Washington Nationals. And going off Jordan's point, I don't even think he has reached his ceiling yet, which is scary. As Jordan mentioned, 34 home runs, 110 RBIs. And again, how old is he? 21, 22? (laughs) Not even. I don't think he's 21 yet. No, if anything, he's 21. So, yeah, I think it's a steal of the draft. If we're specifically talking about this draft we're doing right now, I think getting him at four, uh, pairing him with Garrett Cole. That's a scary team right there. Yeah, I'd be
1: very pleased if I if you were to get a guy like this at number four in this draft.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I had him three. So I had Bregman one, Rendon two, Soto three, Cole four.
0: Okay. Yeah, I had him at six. I think in the World Series, he is the X factor. I think the Nationals, Nationals will go – so right those. now, we're
2: looking at his age, and it says he's forty-two years old. So, thank you, uh, Wikipedia. Yeah, Wikipedia. <laughs> for, you, all you
0: hey, for all you
2: kid listeners out there who are using Wikipedia for research papers, do not do that. You'll get an F on your paper, and you'll probably get kicked out of class. <laughs> so here's a I kicked
1: out of class myself. <laughs> <laughs>
0: forty-two years old, Juan oh, yeah. Soto. So he's,
1: so he's still twenty years old. Yeah, but it
0: legit said 42. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Uh, you remember Chief? G- you know who Chief G- yes, G- yes, G- is? Yes,
2: boy.
0: Remember his song X love, so- yeah. love Sosa? He needs to make one. I'm sure, love the remix Soto. is coming.
2: <laughs> With, but to your point, where it's uh, you mentioned that Soto needs a is the biggest impact player or biggest difference. I'm also surprised that Houston yeah. has opened up as the biggest favorites since like 2007 for the World Series against Nats, which. Um, I don't know if I totally agree with, I feel like Nats and Astros are pretty mirrors, a mirror of each other. What do you guys think? Especially with that rotation. I feel like they are
1: both those rotations are probably top
2: four, three or four in baseball. Yeah. I think if Astros were playing anybody else, they should be heavy favorites, but against the Nats, I just don't see a big, big difference like uh, Vegas is kind of pointing it out to be. What do you think?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think these will be low scoring games and, there's going to be a lot of solo yeah. home runs cuz cuz there's only i mean there's not going to be anyone on base cuz these guys are either going to strike them out or just not allow them ML- to get on yeah. base
2: so i think mean, MLB should yeah. pay us for selling this but the first game is Scherzer Cole second game is Strasburg Verlander third is Grinky Corbin so Grinky could you could argue that Grinky's the sixth best pitcher in this in this uh, draft that we're about to do which is crazy to think about
0: yeah, that is nuts. That is
2: good. Yeah. I think. So, yeah.
0: All right. With the number five pick, who do you The get, Hell's
2: going to freeze over. Trust me on this one. Um, so, if we're looking at pitching right now with pairing with Bregman, I have a choice between Verlander and Max Scherzer. Um, the history of GVC, I've had Max Scherzer probably for the last six, seven years. I've been quietly trying to deal him for a really long time. Uh, but with that said, I'm going with Justin Verlander. Th- yes. Um, so if the guys in the pot are from the fantasy league listen to it, they'll probably be shocked with that one. But I think uh, Max's Max Scherzer's health this year has kind of scared me away from him, and I just think Justin Verlander is Mr. Consistent. I don't think he's ever had really any problems with injuries. He has had, if he's mm-hmm. went on the IL, it's very short term. Um, so again, I think he just very consistent. And I also like him being in Houston for the, um, the time being as well compared to um, Max being in Washington. So,
0: Yeah. I, that's, so I, like I also
1: it. had Justin Verlander uh, fifth on my list. So he's right in line with where he was selected, but I also think with um, remaining healthy, and in condition all season long for year year mm-hmm. after year. I feel like he's only had one uh, injury-plagued season. So I think with him being reliable, being the age that he is, 35, 36, that is why I would pick him over a guy like Max Scherzer. But there are also guys available like hitters, and I think I would still go the pitcher route here over those other people that, that, would, that have yet to be selected.
0: Okay. So where did you – uh, Where did you have Verlander? Yeah, I said right in line with fifth, the fifth pick. So
1: he was selected the fifth. Where did you have him picked? Personally?
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I feel like that's just well. like the
1: right area. And it's right before that next tier of hitters would, mm-hmm. would go off. So I think I'd rather have him over the next couple guys. And then I'd go back, uh, resort back
2: to pitching. Mm-hmm. So comparing Cole and Verlander, very similar being teammates, probably one and two in the Cy Young voting. Um Cole 2.5 ERA, Verlander 2.58, WHIP. Cole 0.89, Verlander 0.80. Cole has a substantial difference in K9 with a 13.82. Oh, my goodness. And then Verlander 12.11. And then I'm yelling at uh, Trevor Bauer in my head right now. And then quality starts are even 26, which is crazy. So very similar. It's picking hairs besides the K9. Yeah, and I think with
1: uh, yeah for, uh, Garrett Cole missing two starts, that's why he's down. It looks like he's down ten innings there. to Verlander, oh, Verlander yeah. pitched two twenty three, Garrett Cole pitched two twelve, but that's nuts. He's like this K per nine rate. I don't I don't think I've ever seen that a thirteen point no, eight two for that a starter many innings. for a starter. Yeah, right. Yeah. Unreal. <laughs> but that's the same thing too. Like I've said in pods uh, podcasts previous. I just don't know if he's ever going to be able to have a season like this again. And if he does, great. I just don't know if he's going to be able to replicate it.
2: I think he's a sell high next year. Yeah. If he doesn't stay with Houston.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I could see that in the off season. A lot of dynasty guys try to sell him really, really high. That that's cold. That's sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just to be. Yeah. All right. At number six, uh, he's actually fourth on my list. I know. Like you said, Andy, you've had him forever. Your team's been called Mad Max forever. I got this Max Scherzer at six. I think next year he'll pro- he'll be a top five pitcher for sure. Uh playoffs, he's been doing well. He has twenty innings pitched with twenty seven strikeouts. So he's been doing well in the playoffs as well. And he seems like he's back mm-hmm. from his back injury. How many
2: times um, now I'm thinking about the uh, many times every morning that'd wake up and I would have a text from you saying, blank Player for Max Scherzer? Question mark, and that's how and that's how I start my day every day for the first like three months of the season.
0: Yeah, I wanted him. I knew when he's healthy, he's the he's the best pitcher in the game I besides James Cole. Why,
1: why a deal never was done?
0: <laughs> because I think like
1: that was a three way. Yeah. Do you think I should get Max Scherzer? <laughs> Hey, who do you think I could be
2: with, Max? <laughs> That's why the League is the best. Though. And shout out to Turk for winning the uh, championship too. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
2: all right. Yeah, what did you guys had. I had him right after Verlander, so I had Verlander five, I had Cole four, I had Max six, so right in line. Okay.
1: I had him at seven, so I have somebody right before him that I would have selected it. So, yeah.
0: Nice.
2: There's uh this is where the draft gets good after the sixth pick though.
0: Yeah. Uh who do you got at seven, Jordan? Uh,
1: with the seventh selection in the World Series draft, I have Jose El Tuve. Mm. Ooh,
0: and the boy. reason
1: why is second base eligibility and the lack thereof. That is the one of the scarce uh I would say one of the scarce positions in fantasy baseball. And with him yep. being like, as I mean, he performs in the playoffs too, like consistently. Like, what does he have? 12 home runs? Yeah, 11 and, or 12 home runs. Yeah, like he's an absolute beast. And I think going into next season, if he remains healthy and has a healthy offseason and all is good, I mean, he had 89 RB, or runs scored, 31 homers, 74 RBIs, six steals with a 298 batting average with 900 OPS. His steals are gone. I don't know if they will return, but with 500 ABs on the season, I just think he's. Yeah. I mean, I like him there. I don't Are
2: you, know. are you alive over there, Brent? Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm here. Just double checking. He took your boy. So I just want to make sure you're good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing is, his power came and his steals left. Yeah. So it's kind of you got to take what you can. I mean, he has five home runs this postseason with eight RBIs. Yeah. And that, I mean, walked the, well, he walked the Astros off to go to the world series. Like that was probably one of the craziest moments I've watched on TV this year. Like my heart literally Crazy. dropped a little bit. And it's just, I think if we're
2: specifically talking the difference between real life and fantasy, I would put, if we were just strictly uh, talking about fantasy in, or I'm sorry, world series impact, Altuve would probably be number one or two off my board. So I think he's going to have a big world series yeah. and he's the most trusted player. I think outside of him or Anthony Rendon.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh where did I you had have him?
2: him from a uh fantasy standpoint number eight. So not
0: that far off. Okay. Okay, yeah, I had him yep. at seven.
2: And that's why like
1: I maybe it was more watching the current playoffs and how he is performing, not necessarily going off of regular season uh performance, but I just liked him. Yeah. And I think that him being at second base and going into next season because he was banged up this season. I think he can bounce back and I don't know how many years he's got left in the tank, but, uh, he's
0: solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he just got mm-hmm. swag too. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, did you guys see the meme of El Tuve bigger than judge? Like, they like, switched oh, no, the size. yeah, look it up after. No. It's pretty funny. <laughs> It's like Judge's size and Judge's Altuve size because they always I show that pitch. picture.
2: Yeah. yeah, I don't want to live in a world where you don't have Jose Altuve. So I'm glad we made that that trade again for the sixth different time this year. So before the trade deadline. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah. yeah, glad I got him back. All right, with the number eight pick, who do you got? In um,
2: eighth pick, I'm going with. I'm gonna slide Bregman to third, and I'm gonna go with Trey Turner. Um, uh, Ooh, yeah, I just think, again, I could fill the infield with Trey Turner and Bregman. I think that on the left side of the field um, and steals are hard to come by. The one thing that scares me about Trey Turner is health. He seems to be banged up, but I think, again, he hasn't reached his ceiling yet either. So in a full season, I think, again, he could put up ridiculous numbers. Last year, he had 96 runs, 19 home runs, only 57 RBIs. ooh but 35 steals is the one that I'm uh, the reason why I'm drafting him too. So, and still relatively young, I'm not sure what he, what his age is. I think 24, 25. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I just don't think he's put it all together yet. Yeah. He's 26 years old. So, so I think he will have that. I think he's due to have that one season where he puts up 40, 40 steals and uh, maybe 22, 23 home runs with a, with a lot more RBIs. So.
1: I just don't think he's ever been able to live
2: up to what he's
1: supposed to do. I mean, his preseason rank was six, and I feel like it's been six or in the top eight for the past couple years. Um, He was due to uh, steal 75 bags. That's what the team was projecting him to do this season based on how much they wanted to have him run, and he was halfway there. So I know he was banged up, injured, but so was Jose Altuve. And Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I would – like. What's more, I guess the how important steals are with thirty-five, because re- really everything else, I guess he's runs and
0: steals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like he can win you a category every week. That's a thing with Trey Turner. He can get you four yeah. steals in a week. Just, and there you go. I also you
2: remember. One. Yeah, he had the first opening day. He had uh, uh, I think three steals. And again, he's always he kind of always teases that that opening day or opening week of what he's going to be for the season too and kind of falls off. But I always remember playing Turk and I was being feared of having Turner in his lineup too, because you have to try to match it with steel. So, um, yeah, I, I like to lock up my left field of the infield. And also, um, I think he has the highest ceiling outside of maybe one other guy that's left on the board. So I'm going with high ceiling
0: here. Okay. Very nice. Uh, where do you I him have him Jordan?
1: so I think that was right in line with how, where you selected in this draft. We're pretty—we um,
2: did sorry. not compare notes either. We're pretty—we're all the three of us are pretty aligned with ours. Where did you have him, Brent?
1: I had him oh, at oh, eleven. Okay. Is that because—is
0: yeah. that because he's injury no, prone,
1: I, or do you think you're just not that into steals?
0: I'm not that in. Well, I'm not that into steals and injury prone. Also, shortstop is super deep. Uh, it's a deep position now. Two years ago, Trey Turner, shoot, he was probably the best shortstop, one or two on the board. But now you got so many guys coming in at mm-hmm. that position. But if you like steals, he's your man. Mr. <laughs> Steal, your girl. <laughs> <Take a question. laughs> All right. So uh, I got the next pick here at number nine, and I got Steven Strasberg. I originally had it. He's at eight, uh, but I'm going to draft him here at nine. I think that, well, I mean, this is career year. And I know Jordan called this in the beginning of the year. He said Strasburg is going to have a career year. And then I snagged him in our draft, and yeah, the rest you, is history. I was
1: able to still trade him from you because you just love to trade.
2: <laughs> you guys we traded Clarity and Strasburg probably eight <laughs> different times. <laughs> Eric, just a pause <laughs> real quick uh, if you can get this in. Hold on. Yeah. There you go, (laughs) I had to give you a shout out. (laughs) We're not too too old yet. (laughs) No, no, we're not. But uh, continue to elaborate on Shazberg.
0: Yeah, I mean, Jordan called it in the beginning of the year, and I didn't believe it, but then I started believing it. And he pitched over 200 innings this year, only the second time in his career. And he has been one of the better pitchers in playoffs. And he can
1: opt out uh, at the end of the season, right?
0: Uh, yeah, he can yeah, opt out. Really
1: I mean, I'd love tricks. to see. I, like, you can't bake on him to do the same thing next year, though. Mm-hmm. That's the thing with him. It's that if you had him on your roster, great. But uh, that's also why he's. Why we're still picking Garrett Cole, Verlander, and Scherzer over him because of. I mean, yeah. Given like he wasn't as good as them, but also, he's a shade younger than a couple of those guys. But he also is injury prone. So,
2: I I had him number yes. nine um But again, I'm staying away from him if we're drafting next year, if we were in a redraft next
0: year. Just basically. Yeah, I know there's a lot of people like that. They don't like him. I mean, they yeah. stay away from him.
1: Well, I mean, his preseason rank this season was 64, and he was, I mean, he did better and ended up at 30. I had him also at number nine, so right in line.
0: Okay. Yeah, he actually leads the playoffs in strikeouts, believe it or not. He has 33 strikeouts in the playoffs. Garrett Cole has 32. He has been the uh, uh, Nationals' best pitcher in the playoffs. Hmm. yeah he's, i think he is the x factor for uh, well no i mean he's the xx factor for the nationals because in game two if they're down i mean he has to he has to pitch yeah. well
2: yeah i think he had a better year than just based on health a better year than uh scherzer too so he's probably been Nat's best pitcher this
0: year as well they're in the regular, yeah 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 i ain't gonna All right, at number 10, who do you got, Jordan? Uh,
1: I went with Jordan Alvarez. I went there because of what he did in the regular season, and I've forgotten what he's currently doing.
0: Yeah.
1: He's being pinch hit for in the playoffs, and he's still striking out more than he's getting a base hit. And I don't really know. I mean, hopefully he can fix it, and I know that A.J. Hinch believes in him and he's going to keep him in the lineup and bat him seventh game one. I just don't know if he's going to turn around the world series, but I definitely like him to, because that would definitely affect uh, my overall morale. (laughs) Mm -hmm. If I would struggle in the playoffs and not be there for the team, but uh, I would solely draft him here based on his regular season performance and what he is supposed to do moving forward in his young career. But I also like him uh, more than the other two individuals that I still have left on my board. So, that is why I chose him. He was my 10th guy selected or remaining on this or on this list, so he's right in line with where I would pick him on this top 12.
2: 22 years old, too.
0: Yeah, I mean, age is everything now in fantasy baseball. It's a young, revolutionary push. Once Soto's only 20, Jordan Alvarez is only 22. Crazy.
2: Yeah, And it's crazy that some of these guys that are just being called up are making such a huge impact, not only in the um regular season but in the um and fantasy of course too but in the playoffs as well. The one thing that scares me about Alvarez not only do I do I think um some of the teams are figuring him out as we see him struggle in the World Series. I think he'll have some struggles next year as well. Um in addition, I also think he I don't know how much he'll be in the outfield. I know some of the CBS experts were talking about him just being used as UTIL or DH which would mean he's only util and fantasy, which could be like a very similar to Chris Davis and Oakland as well. So that would be one thing that could um, decrease some of his fantasy value as yeah.
0: well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Oh, uh-huh.
2: yeah, you have a guy like me that traded Nelson Cruz because he had util <laughs> eligibility only <laughs> oh, and here uh, he shipless. I'm holding, I'm holding Jordan right now as he, he talks about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, 41 home runs and 102 to RBIs and what 120 games or something like that.
2: Nelson, Nelson Cruz. Nelson. Oh yeah, and we re-signed him, or he yeah extended the contract. I well. know, and he's cheaper.
0: Cheap, cheap power. <laughs> yeah. All right, at number eleven, who do you got, Andy?
2: Uh, will this be our last pick of the round, or of the uh, round? I
0: have the last pick at number twelve.
2: And I'll close it. Yep. Out. Well, I was gonna go with my boy Wade Miley, but <sighs> I saw that he didn't make the playoff roster, so uh, I'm gonna have to audible. And go with uh, George Springer. <laughs> <laughs> Close. Close.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Playoff Springer barely made the list. The Wade Miley was in there, huh?
2: Yeah, yeah. So Springer, 39 bombs. I know he's – the one thing that scares me is his um, – he seems to be injury-prone every year. But, again, 39 bombs, 96 runs, um, 96 RBIs this year, and a healthy average at 292. So – um, he'll give you a couple of steals as well. So um, I think he just has the highest ceiling of the guys that are remaining right now. Um, and he only had 479 at-bats. So four, almost 40 bombs and 479 at-bats with a couple of IL stints. I think that's pretty damn good. Season.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree.
1: He was on pace to have a career year prior to the getting banged up because when he like early in the season, he was red hot. Mm. And that injury really set him back but I would be curious to see what his numbers would have looked like had he remained healthy because he was a guy that I was targeting, trying to get and trade for, but he was an untradeable player at that point in time. But mm-hmm. uh, going into next season, if he can remain healthy and uh, have a healthy offseason, I'd be curious to see how much better he can be as he was preseason ranked last year, going into the la- or this season at 41, and he ended the season at 26.
0: Mm.
2: And I don't think he's ever had that MVP season as he was expected when he was being called up too. So, um, again, he gets weighed down a little bit by all the talent around yeah. him. Um, but yeah, he never really had that. I remember Joe having them early stages of his career and you're always expected him to have this big, big time season. And he just hasn't really put it all together based on, um, health and everything considering.
0: Yeah. I mean, the guy, he's going to, in fantasy, he's always going to score your runs. And he's always going to hit for power and that's a great combo. Yeah.
2: He's 30 this year. He'll be turning, um, or actually he just turned 32. So that's one thing to kind of consider if, again, if age is important, but because of this is a redraft for next year, I'm okay taking Springer. Um, if it was dynasty, he would obviously be pushed down a little bit.
0: Yeah.
2: And and I'd put Jordan over him right now. I had Springer in the, uh, number 10 had Jordan 11. I would obviously flip flop those, um, substantially if, if if this was a dynasty.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, so with the 12 uh, – where do you have him, Jordan, actually? Where did you have George Springer?
1: I had uh, Springer at 11. So every pick I feel like has been <laughs> – right I mean, yeah. given there's only so many guys to talk about, we kind of all have the same yeah. mindset, but uh, right there at 11. Okay.
0: Right all right. Yeah, and then I had him at nine. Oh, yep. nice. All right, to round the 2019 World Series draft out at number 12. I got Zach Greinke. Uh I know he's older, and I know that was the big off-seat or trade deadline acquisition. Actually, what's crazy, I think it was after, because I was watching the trade deadline happen. And it was like 4 o'clock here, and nothing happened. So I traded away Nicholas Castellanos. Yeah. I, dropped, Dro- I dropped him. Yeah. yeah. He
1: wasn't bad. He wasn't bad.
0: <laughs> and then uh, – uh, he got traded after the deadline. Same thing with Granky, and I was just like, "What in the world?" But Granky's yeah. been bad in the playoffs. I mean, he has a six four ERA, only has fourteen innings pitched. But that rotation, if they all stick together next year, he's—I mean, he's going to have a good season. He'll probably hit up two hundred innings pitched again.
2: Yeah, so two ninety three ERA, point uh, nine eight WHIP. His K nine is down at eight point zero seven, but again, twenty four quality starts if you play in that kind of league too. So. I think he's a great regular season pitcher. I think he's Mister Consistent he, from just a baseball standpoint. He scares the heck out of me if I'm an Astros yeah. fan. All things considered, whether it's mental health or whatever, again, I don't think he's a big time pitcher. Um, me and Jordan were even talking about him starting in Game Three in DC. I'd even maybe flip flop him around and start him Game Two so he can be comfortable in Houston. Um, again, just a lot to consider. But I like him from a fantasy standpoint, very consistent. What, what was your reason for taking him over um, Patrick
0: Corbin? Uh, more consistency for a longer period of time. Like, Patrick okay. Corbin, he's honestly only been good for two years now, but he had that good season like five years ago with uh, Diamondbacks. He got hurt. Yeah. He was, yeah. Sure. And then he's been bad for three years, and then he's been good the past two years, so.
2: He was rough the those couple of years when he was always a waiver. Like, oh option. yeah,
0: he was so bad.
2: My first yeah, no, I, I I can understand that too. So
0: then you guys have? Grinky?
2: Yeah. So I had grinky I didn't have Grinky even. i um, in my top twelve. I was thinking we were gonna do one more round, so I had 15 players. I had Grinky 14. Actually. Okay. Um, I had him on my do not draft list. So. <laughs> I had
1: Patrick Corbin, so he would have. He was my number twelve. Okay. Uh, based on his K nine, yeah, um, his numbers basically aside aside from uh, K nine were, were very identical to Grinky with uh, innings pitched, ERA, whips a bit low or a bit lower. I mean, yeah, they were basically right in line. Twenty four quality starts in the season, so and with their ranks end of season. Uh Grinky is 36. Corbin is 46. And the only reason why I would take Corbin younger and solidified himself in the nationals. Uh, and especially, well, the biggest thing too is that he actually got signed this off season, first season with the nationals. And
2: with that contract, he still performed at high yeah, level.
0: Yeah, true. That's, That's good. Yeah. So the
2: pros of taking Grinky is he's, he should be in Houston next year, right? He's not a, he a Oh, no,
0: they're handling that big money. He has that fat contract still.
2: Yeah, so he has high ceiling when he's playing Houston. If it's a coin flip between two pitchers, I always go with K-9, as Jordan was mentioning. So, I, again, that's why I had Corbin a little higher, but it is what it is. It's apples and oranges. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, yeah, so that rounds out the top 12 guys for the World Series draft.
2: Who do we miss outside of Wade Miley? Who's some of the other guys that you had on? Your-
0: I just had Carlos Correa as a just-in-case.
2: Yeah, I had, thir- I had him thirty. Okay, yeah you? Yeah, Jordan hates. So.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Who are we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <Carlos Correa. laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's great? Yeah, we actually
2: didn't talk about Curry at all.
0: No, I mean the guy—he's always hurt very much to talk about.
1: No, I I totally forgot about the guy. He's off the of list for me. So two two
2: things I want to talk about is George Springer. This Springer surprised me. He was the 2017 World Series MVP. I totally forgot about. Yeah,
0: that. dude, playoff Springer. He's like known for it.
2: Yeah, unreal. And then Jose Altuve, which adds a, Jor- a good reason why Jordan drafted him. Um, he has 13.5 ABs or a home run in 13.5 at bats compared to 38 at bats in the regular season. So, not only is uh, Springer playoff clutch, but Jose Altuve is as well. Unreal. Yep. So, do we want to do World Series predictions? Yeah, let's
0: do it. Yours, you start.
2: Before
1: we say World Series predictions, the one guy that I want to mention that's not on this list but will be talked about next season, Mm. and he's on one of these rosters and didn't play again this season, and I already talked about him once before in a podcast, Lance McCarthy. There you go. Back in action for 2019-2020, or 2020, sorry, and he will be a must-have. So all hands on deck. I'm showing my cards now, (laughs) but I definitely will own that man.
2: I'm starting to think that Jordan is his agent secretly, and he's trying to promote this guy <laughs> for a bigger contract. I mean, a nice, give him
1: the money. <laughs> Show me the money. He's a nice dude.
0: Did you see that he gave that guy that got the beer and the popcorn thrown in his face? He gave him free tickets to the World Series.
2: Well, I'd draft him. <laughs> Stand up. On and off the field. Yeah. All right. right. Let's okay. before, before we do predictions, can we talk about most memorable World Series? Yeah. Um, to mine I think it's just from a nostalgic standpoint what is it uh I think for me is the, I think the 2016 Cubs Indians was an unreal series remember it was of course it was the Cubs so it went seven that was insane remember Chapman almost gave up the the game or the World Series in game seven and then Cubs bumped back in like 13 innings um 2001 Diamondbacks Yankees that went seven I think that was after 9-11 which made him uh memorable and that, Randy Johnson yeah Kurt Schilling, Randy Johnson, Mike Musini, Musuna, uh, Roger Clemens. It just stacked. And then 2003, Marlins, Yankees. And Yankees Miguel lost Cabrera. that. Yeah. What was he like, 22-23 that Mike Rodriguez, year? Rodriguez. Yeah. Dontrelle Willis. D train. And both Yankees lost that series. So Yankees fans are, are, are going to come at me thinking I'm a hater. But um, both of those series or those three series kind of, kind of stood out to me. So what about you guys?
1: I'd say 2016. Yeah. Uh, just because I really wanted them to win. Mm-hmm. Because of history, I love Theo Epstein. I think he's a baseball genius. Yeah. A guru. Um, that's probably the most recent one. I also like the fact that KC uh, oh, yeah. beat the Mets in 15. Yeah. Was it
2: 2015? Yeah. I'll double check.
0: Yeah, 2016 was something. Especially when Raja Davis tied the game up with that home run down the line.
2: Yeah, 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 2015. Good call. Yeah, 2015, when KC won,
1: was good for the city. I mean, just because they're a small market team, mm-hmm. and that was like the last year that all those guys were together with Moose, yeah. Osmer, and that. So, like, I just think that that was cool. Um, but aside from that, that's probably the most exciting. Oh,
0: 04.
2: Uh, oh, 04. That? Red
0: Sox coming back from 3 1, right?
2: 3 0 from the Yankees. Yeah. Yeah. That was AL- ALCS, but still. Um, that was just a crazy, crazy year. But the, going back to the twenty fifteen World Series, it gave us Twins fans hopes. If hope, if KC Royals can win it again, you know, gives us a little.
0: hope. Yeah, I thought this was the year.
2: Well, we know next year, yeah. as always.
1: Yeah, <laughs> just like any other Minnesota sports fan. Yeah.
0: Now,
2: always biting this- on the ankles
0: <laughs> of the Pack Boys.
2: Hey, I'm not talking about this right now. <laughs> we know just hey, google nfc type it this in google nfc north standings and then we will proceed from there and
0: type in the big 10 west standings too
2: <laughs> okay oh, <yes. laughs> all right audible audible predictions for world series what you got
0: i got nationals and six
2: ooh which mean they would have to win in houston yep right because do they do
0: the 2-1 2-2 1-1-1 right
2: Oh, no, never mind. So,
0: they would win in D.C., I think. 2-2, 1-1-1? I believe so.
1: I'm going to go ahead and say it's going to be Houston in six, but I would like to see Nationals in seven.
0: Oh, yeah, that would be fun.
1: That's how – yeah, I would like to see that. That would be – I mean, just because I would like to see the Nationals win. I just – from them being – I think it was in 94 when they should have won. The expos that was like their team. They had uh, Pedro Martinez, Vlad Guerrero, Orlando Cabrera, Bartolo Colon. Like that team was loaded, and they were supposed to win, and they yeah. didn't. And this is their second chance, being
2: that it is so much. Later. What do you got, Andy? I think it is a two-three-two format in the World Series. I could be um, mistaken, but I think it would be. Um, I'm gonna go again. I kind of my heart's with Nationals. Um, so I'm gonna go nationals game. I'm gonna say Nats and seven.
0: Nice MVPs. Go.
2: Oh, uh, I'm gonna go with Anthony Rendon. I'm gonna go Garrett Cole,
0: Brian Dozier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Ooh. kidding. No, I'm gonna go with uh, Steven he's
1: gonna keep his shirt on. He's gonna keep his shirt on.
2: Okay, you had you had uh, Nats and six. Yep, Brent. Okay.
0: I like it. Let's yeah, do it. Dozier. Yeah, I don't know about Dozier. I mean, God, he's, I haven't, it's been a while since I've seen a guy that productive fall off that hard. I mean, there's a lot of guys that do it, but especially at second base, he's fallen off pretty hard.
2: And then, contrast to that, Howie Kendrick has just been having this crazy, crazy postseason, just someone that just came out of nowhere. He was a util guy for so many yeah, years.
0: Yeah, I mean, they got to keep playing him, even though he's a terrible fielder.
2: Yeah, and he won NLC, NLCS MVP if I'm not mistaken. And he was struggling immensely before he hit that grand slam against the Dodgers. Yes. Well, yeah, like he was like in the field, he had like four errors in one game.
1: Like, <laughs> that's why. What... Just an ongoing headache, and then he just, you know, he's like, you know what? <laughs> it's time to get loose and just hit a grand slam. So.
2: Yeah, that's why baseball is the craziest sport. Yeah. So un- un- unpredictable.
0: All right, uh, yeah, that was fun.
2: I also wanted to mention the 1903 World Series when uh, Boston <laughs> Americans beat Pittsburgh Pirates uh, five games to three. That one really stood out to me. What, <laughs> what was your guys' take on that World Series?
0: Uh,
2: <laughs> I heard it was instant classic. <laughs> it was forgettable. Cool. <laughs> it's pretty forgettable. Yeah. So I, he, had that, I had that. in my t- notes. Was he in a lot of television series? Should
0: we even played yeah, so in something. that Bob Melvin or something? What's that? Who would even play in that World Series? Bob Melvin? How old is he? Like 70, 80,
2: 90? (laughs) No. (laughs) Probably his dad or something. (laughs) This is 1903 we're talking. Peter Peter is on the mic. (laughs) Boston Americans, though. The Pittsburgh Pirates, which was the first World Series of all time. Crazy. Five games to three, a lot has changed. Whatever the fantasy studs were back then.
0: I have no idea, but they're probably throwing like 50 mile an hour (laughs) fastball. Juicing down 50 miles an
2: hour. Heck yeah. Yeah. So does that wrap it up?
0: Yeah, that's it. Uh, Andy, do you want to give anyone any of your secret advice out there for the fantasy baseball world for this year, next year, the years after
2: Mm -hmm. how you've been successful? Oh, well, can I talk about my 2016 championship since everybody (laughs) likes hearing about that? (laughs) I knew that. uh, I know the league hates that. I sound like the, the, uh, quarterback from high school who talks about it at the 20 year reunion, but um, I remember the, the Brown James gifts. <laughs> no, uh, I think I'm always just all in. So I always, um, I'm a terrible, terrible, terrible person at drafting players. Um, so I'm always aggressive when it comes to trades as I think the three of us are. I'm also really aggressive with free eight, or picking up on waivers as well too. So I think just being aggressive, I never think about next year, which, um, This is whether good or bad. I, I probably have like three picks in the first top seven moving into next year. But again, I'm always all in if I, if I'm close again, I'll just put all the chips in. Um, I also, I've learned that pitching is kind of key. So I think, especially over the last two, three years, as our league has expanded, um, I think pitching is really coveted, um, and I, again, I'm just, I think if you have really good pitching, you can find the bats on the waiver wire. And then as you trade, as you get through the trade, trade deadline too. So um, pitching and being aggressive on um, with trades and free agents.
0: Okay. Yeah. Very nice.
2: Yeah. So, but yeah, this was fun. I appreciate you guys having me on um, again, as I mentioned, I'm a, num- a big, big fan of the podcast that I've been listening since the early, early days whenever you guys uh, started up and I I just think it's grown a great, great deal. And I also think there's just been a lot of, a lot of listeners now, and um, I'm excited to see what the future holds. Yeah. We appreciate
0: you joining us.
2: Yeah. now the wine's kicking in <laughs> <So I'm laughs> All gonna go ahead, on that note.
0: You guys stay warm up there. Like little Yachty would say, it's cold like Minnesota. <laughs> Have a good night.
2: All right. Take care, man. All right.
0: Thanks again for listening, folks. You can follow us on social media on Twitter, Instagram, and also Facebook. We have an Exit Velocity Fantasy Baseball page where you can post pictures of yourself at a game, fantasy baseball questions, whatever you would like. We are also working with Lou Launders and the sports crew. They put us on their site as well. They have good fantasy football and baseball news, so if you want to give them a follow, And we also still have openings in our 16-team Dynasty League. If you are interested, just let me and Jordan know. Thank you and have a good night.